Okay. And we are back for another night, uh, Book of Acts. I feel like I should probably have some kind of a. Uh, I don't think you're introduction. recording. Oh. Yeah, that has. Never like, mind. <laughs> yeah, it's recording. The, like, the lights on. Yeah, yeah, it's recording. Do, 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 do. It was slow on my end. Mea culpa. I want some like '70s like game show introduction. Uh, <laughs> we are like with me saying, and we are still in the same chapter we were in last week. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, we are still in Acts 16, but I, we will get through this chapter. Um, doesn't really matter how fast we go. I just think whenever you, nope. I tell people that we're basically still like <laughs> not in the twenties or something yet of Acts, they're like, how long have you been doing that? I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> we're actually talking about it. When you, when you only have an hour, you don't have that much time to actually do that much. No. no. So. No, Let's you don't. Ahead. And I've, I've always thought that pe the problem with the Bible is people often go through it too quickly. That's true. Frankly, I do. I, th I think people just sit down and read it and just go, no. <laughs> it, it already says what I think it says. No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, uh, and my argument is you don't do that with Shakespeare. You know, if you read Shakespeare, you, you need to take your time. Well, because you can't understand it. <laughs> well, the same thing. The same. Well, the same thing is very true of the Bible. It's true. I mean, At really, least we have to a little catch, bit more catch updated. Every... Yeah. I have a, the Yale Shakespeare series. These little blue yeah, uh, Shakespeare's. I'll pick them yeah. up every once in a while and just open it, and I'm just like, "All right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to take like a master's level class just to try to understand it." That's now, okay. if you go that means, slow, that means it's good. When I hear <laughs> it live, where they actually do, you know, the they don't update the English. I usually still get the gist because it's said out loud. I can fill in the parts usually, but trying to yeah. read it hard. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go ahead and start with prayer, and then we'll start reading about Paul and Silas in prison. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Christ, Amen. our God, open our hearts and minds to your word guide us, uh, convict us, but also reveal to us um, the glory of your early church and the ways in which your spirit moved and defended and enlightened those early followers. May we grow in wisdom and stature into the full knowledge of you and in faith, hope, and love. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Who would like to read? Let's go ahead and read. We'll read the to twenty four, and then we'll then we'll, I will shift it down some. But who who read last time? I think I had uh, Phil read a lot. Yeah, I did not, so I'd be happy to go ahead. We're, we're, we're starting at sixteen. Yes. And we're going from sixteen to twenty four. Yep. I'll take a breath. As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by soothsaying. She followed Paul and us, crying, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And she did this for many days. But Paul 
was annoyed and turned and said to the spirit, I charge you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrate, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs which it is not lawful for us Romans to accept our practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this charge, he put them into the prison, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. I think this is one of my favorite stories in the book of Acts. Um, That's so uplifting. I, <laughs> that's why I like it, David. It's very uplifting. Um, I like seeing uh, Paul being annoyed. I feel like that gives apostolic uh, uh, precedence for annoyance. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but I do. I just love this. This, <laughs> this demon possessed girl is following Paul around, and he's, she's telling the truth. But Paul is just like. Go away. Please go away. Leave me alone. I don't need you. And then finally he's had it and he uh, cast the demon out of her or the spirit of divination. And this causes a raucous because she was a money. She, she made some money for her owners. So they don't like this. Um, what do you all make of this? Why, what, why, would a girl with a spirit of divination follow Paul around and s proclaim this? Why would a spirit of divination point to the truth of the gospel? Um, well, it strikes me that it, it seems that when we hear demons speaking in the New Testament, they often appear to be telling the truth. Um, you know, I think of the demons that would come out when the Lord was casting them out and he would silence them because they were saying, you are the son of God. And I don't know if it's something about the presence of Christ or the presence of the Holy Spirit compels them to speak the truth since we understand that the devil is the father of lies or if they do it for some other reason but I think it's interesting that just as Christ would not allow them to speak, even though they were telling the truth about him, so Paul doesn't want this girl to keep on by this spirit telling the truth about what they're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> sort of like you don't want the testimony of demons, even if they're telling the truth. Why, why, would, you, why would you not want the testimony of demons, even if they're telling the truth? David, you're a lawyer. Why would you not want a demon testimony? <laughs> my first question is, no, no. My first question is, how, how do you know it's a demon? What? Well, so what is the spirit of divination then? So, 
so Paul's got the spirit of divination, and so he's able to. No, it says that she had the slave girl had a spirit of divination. The spirit of divination is an evil spirit. You th you think it, there? Are, you think it's a good spirit? Well, I never thought of it as evil. Uh, really? You thought it was neutral? Really? Yeah, neutral. Uh, Interesting. Think of the spirit of divination. Be, Maybe I'm not under the spirit of divination. I'm sorry, Father. Just, how, can there be neutrality? I, I'm trying. Maybe I don't know what a spirit of divination is. Well, what what do you think it is? I, I'm 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 thinking of you know, being being able to divine the truth, or determine the truth, or to see the truth, or to see through falsehood to the truth. Why would or to Paul see through know? or to see through appearances to the truth? Uh, maybe I just don't understand. Maybe I just stand. I don't understand. <laughs> so why uh, then? If if let's go with the thesis that the spirit of divination is neutral slash possibly good, um, and is actually trying to help fall. Is that yeah. your read? that the spirit of the spirit of divination was trying to help Paul? Yeah, well, okay, look at the whole picture. You know, if the spirit of divination was good and was trying to help, there's no reason for Paul to get annoyed. If Paul's annoyed, then there must be some of the spirit of divination. Okay. I think there's also some, yeah. I think it's also something. If there's something wrong with the spirit of divination, the issue is why is the spirit of divination revealing who they are? What is the problem revealing who they are? And I understand, I understand what Reed was saying, and I appreciate that. It comes up in other places. Uh, and it's always been a little curious to me. I've never fully understood why Jesus told demons not to tell people he was the son of God. Because I thought his purpose to, in being here was to pro proclaim that he was the son of God. I guess there's just a something basic here I just don't understand, Father. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I, I, I appreciate uh, honesty slash we're, I mean, we're in this together. So I don't, I'm not coming to this saying like, I've got all the answers. Please uh, sit down at my. Appreciate feet. honesty slash ignorance. Okay. Hey, I'm ignorant too. Uh, I, I, I think that you're presenting a very fascinating, broader question about what the role, like, why in the Gospels and in this place, um, in this place, aka the Book of Acts, why this antipathy to, I'm, I'm going to still stick with demonic or spirits that um, sure. confessing the truth of the kingdom or the truth of the divinity of Christ. What would be the issue? Because they're still saying the truth. But is it the full truth yeah. or is the truth in the proper context? Like I'm thinking of the temptation of uh, in the desert and, uh, you know, 
the accuser or, or yeah. Satan is, is presenting questions that there is some truth to it, but it's also vastly misconstrued and, um, and not used for good reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to riff off that. Uh, I would say that I'm doing it live stream, but that's obvious that we're live streaming this. But I mean, like, I'm going to think out loud through what I'm thinking. This isn't a premeditated thought. Um, I think there is something about the even that we've even seen in the book of Acts with the magicians and uh, Simon the Magus that there is this attempt for, they see the power, they see the reality and they want it or they want to be around it even. And they're okay with even pointing to it and saying, this is good. But I think the challenge or is then what they want to do with that and being in the presence of it. And I feel like they're like riffing off of Erica, what you're saying about uh, the, the accusers. I think there's also a sense of kind of, um, divisiveness or a desire to like siphon off some of that glory. I'm thinking here of like Simon Magus or uh, they, they, they want access to it, but they want it so that they can still do their own thing. Um, so the, yes, they want to attract attention to it, but a spirit of divination who knows that they have the power of Jesus Christ in their midst. If this spirit says, these are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And three days later, after Paul and Silas leave, then everybody turn, uh, and miracles have been performed. And then they turn to the spirit of divination and the slave girl and go, she knew the truth. And then she continues to uh, divide slash accrue attention, power, etc., and actually still shift that attention away from Christ in the end. So I, th this is me riffing out loud, like I said, <laughs> and I am quite all right with somebody poking some holes in it. But I think there's something about Paul charging the name of Jesus Christ to the spirit of divination, that there's something off uh, in this spirit of divination. Uh -huh. and, and I think of it in the context of the book of Acts, especially where other like magic and like, powers are at play and it seems to want to get close to the kingdom but siphon off somehow from the kingdom or use it to its own end because i think that's the problem with the spirit of divination in this context is it's not actually in general is it's not just it's not a neutral spirit of divination it's like using the power in order to win the lottery constantly <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like not actually, it can see things, but it doesn't, it does it for its own end. Does that make sense? It's selfish. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not sacrificial in the way. And I, I think of money, like power here is playing through divination and magic, but also money throughout the book of Acts. I see. And again, this is me live stream thinking out loud. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that that sounds very plausible to me. I'm wondering, no. too, if it's that, you know, sort of we, we understand that many of the qualities we would think of, like truth or honesty or love or whatever, these are not abstractions. They don't 
have a non-personal existence. Right. And so it's almost like you can't really get truth from a false spring, a false source, a false person, or a false demon, uh, even if sort of the information itself objectively is true. Could you flesh that out for me a little bit, Reed? I think I'm, I might be misunderstanding. Well, I mean, I, I think first of all, where our Lord Jesus says of himself that I am the way, the truth, and the life, that yeah. you know, when we think of truth, we don't think of information, facts, propositions, abstractions, we think of the person, the second person of the Trinity is the truth. And um, so in the same way, Paul and uh, Silas here come as messengers of the truth, in part because they are true men filled with the spirit of truth. And to have you know, sort of factual data being presented by this poor slave girl who's afflicted by the demon, it's like somehow it's not truth because it's not coming from a true source, a true person. Oh, I think he... Real yeah, nice you're in charge yeah. again, Erica. <laughs> oh, oh, bless us all. <laughs> okay. So tell us, Erica, was Reed right? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. Uh, you know, if you don't have a living source of something, it eventually is going to stagnate. Uh, yeah. Father just texted to see if I was still in. He's having Wi-Fi issues. Okay. But we're still recording. Zoom is a curious thing. It will record even when the host goes off. I don't know. Does it depend on, on where you're recording, whether you're recording to the cloud or to your own computer? Yeah, if you're recording to the cloud, and I assume that he is because the recording light's still on. If you're recording to the post goes down, it will continue to record. Okay, so there he is. But he's mute. <laughs> Hello again. Internet. I don't Hi. Know, it just totally mm -hmm. dropped out. Sorry. Well, we got it all worked out. Let's move on to the next passage. We awesome. know everything now. <laughs> Great. I, I, uh, 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 he started screen sharing. Oh, oh, there he is. Okay. All right. Yeah. What, what I'm picking up from this is that what the demons are doing. Is there, is there recognizing that this is, you know, in, the, in, in terms of Jesus, they're recognizing that he is the son of God. In, in terms of Paul, they're recognizing that he is a servant of the most high God who's proclaiming the way of salvation. And so what they're trying to do is they're trying to latch on to 
their credibility, whether it's the credibility of the Lord or the credibility of Paul, so then they can exploit that position when those others are absent to claim that, see, I'm really part of the movement. Yes? I don't know if they're claiming to be a part of the movement as much as to claim to be able to be prescient or understand or see it to then confirm yeah. that, see, I really like, I can't, I really am a spirit of divination. And I, I think yeah. what it is, is like spirits have access to uh, the, um, the world that we're in in a different way because they're not uh, flesh like we are. They're immaterial. Yeah. And we're not going to get into the metaphysics of all of that. But um, I think that means that they are able to know things and see things um, that would yeah. allow them to have or seem like they have power, but they're really, their power is just, uh, is nothing compared to actually, uh, obviously with what Paul does in the name of Jesus Christ here. Right. I would not compare it to a courtroom situation at all. Right. I, I was. <laughs> so, um, the, I, what's happened with Paul and Silas, they get into trouble. I, I feel like on this missionary journey, the first missionary journey, they got in trouble with the, the pious Jews, right? They mm -hmm. do not like the message. Now, Paul and Silas have gone a little bit further afield, and now they are disturbing Romans. What do you think no. the, um, in verse 21, what's the weight of this accusation? Well, verse 20, they're disturbing the city. And then verse 21, it says, they advocate customs, which are not lawful for us Romans to accept or practice. Yeah. Whoa, what does serious. that mean? What do you think that would mean? You mean which customs? Yeah. Like what, what are they referring to? Like refusing to offer sacrifice to the Roman gods, maybe. Yeah, and I think specifically a part of that. So for the so this is hard for us to really think about, right? Because we're so used to separate, like separation of church and state, and all of the kind of like modern era of privatization of religion. Roman reality, yes. So we'll say they're they are pluralistic or something, right? They don't have a state religion per se but they kind of do actually it just doesn't operate where like we're used to the fine definitions of like uh holland was a confessing like reformed community <laughs> rome is not like that you had they were fine if you had your own cults of gods but you still they'll accept yours as long as you know and they had an uneasy un relationship with the jews um because of this but Roman civil life was all bound up in religion too and in the gods. Right. Um, yeah. So, and this is why early Christians are um, accused of a lot of things. They're accused of um, uh, eating corpses uh, yeah. in their love feasts that they're actually having orgies, uh, that they are um, also atheists because they don't believe in the gods that the Romans believe in. So it would make sense that they've heard what Paul and Silas have to say. And they're not, this is a way for them to get them out of the city uh, to create civil disruption. So yeah, we're, cannibalism, we're 
Yes, cannibalism. Cannibal, uh, cannibalism was the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Because so, I think of the pre, I think of the pre-communion and prayer. I will not reveal thy mystery to thine, thine enemies. Correct. Uh-huh. So, um, this um, we're, we're obviously we're far we're out of the Jewish orbit or that that uh, law or that mindset. We're now in Roman context. So, somebody's uh, disrupting the peace. Uh, I love that Paul and Silas. It's um, the real issue here is uh, money again. The the theme of money comes up again. Uh, they're beaten again, and then they're put into prison. Mm-hmm. Anyone have any comments about these first few verses that we just read? I do think it's interesting that the Jews who were upset with Paul would accuse him of uh, abandoning or preaching against the law of Moses. And now these Romans are saying, oh, you're speaking against the laws of Rome. Everyone seems very excited about law. (laughs) They're very excited about law and their customs to a point, right? Like once it's... um, as long as it's serving them and doing what they want to do, they're, they're fine with it. But yeah, I, I think you, you see here in the book of Acts very much an underlining of the kind of counter movement that is that the church is creating against uh, money, power, um, and also a world full of hostile spirits. And I mean, as in like demons, I don't mean hostile spirits as in like people. (laughs) Um, And I think this is, I mean, this kind of groundwork is what you're going to read throughout the next millennia of Christian stuff. It might get a little bit more fantastic in certain places, like in desert lives of desert fathers and things. Um, Or even some of the early like um, uh, literature on Thecla and, um, Felicity and Perpetua and some of these other early fascinating uh, martyrdom accounts. Um, but we got all, we have all of the themes of early Christianity here in the book of Acts. I'm, I'm, imagine that. Uh, so uh, David, would you mind going ahead and reading 25 to 34? Yeah. To the extent I can, you're a little bit in the way, but. Uh... How am I in the way? Your image, the images are in the way. I can't. You got to, that's on your side. That's on my side. What am I supposed to do? I'll do this. Here, I got it now. I got it now, okay? Great. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's fetters were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And he called for lights, excuse me, he called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Men, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, 
and you will be saved and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds, and he was baptized at once with all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them, and he rejoiced with all his household that he had believed in God. Paul and Silas singing hymns in the prison. Mm -hmm. It's like they'd done this before. It's not their first rodeo. Nope. We all make of this uh, an earthquake. How many jail breaks are in Acts? We have at least, what? This is the... Second? Third? Is it the second or third? Is I, there an, the I can't second. remember if there's another one. Up. The, the first time we had an angel, right? A, a, a quiet angel who led them. And now we have an earthquake. Uh-huh. The jailer, why does the jailer want to kill himself? Uh, probably less uh, painful than what the Romans would do to him. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's, it's an honor killing, right? Or like honor suicide. It was just like, yeah. oh, I, all right. I love that Paul intervenes here. Uh, I just said, this is such an interesting, an earthquake. All the doors are open. They can escape, but they don't escape. Um, no. or maybe the timing is that they don't have time yet to escape. Um, so what, why does the jailer, I mean, he's obviously had a near death experience pulling a sword on his own self, but what, what do you think brought the jailer to want to ask to be saved men? What must I do to be saved? Well, and I wonder, what even does he mean by that question? Yes. I agree. I mean, mm -hmm. has he been listening to Paul and Silas pray and sing as well, and so he's been somewhat uh, captivated by the message? That's what it seems to me. He's probably, he might have heard their message beforehand as well. He at least knows, I assume he knows why they're in jail. Not just they were disturbing the peace. They're, I'm sure that they know that something a little bit more is involved. Why do you think that he brought them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks? Would that be a normal thing that you would do? Is there, um, are there stories about uh, the apostles and this apostolic bands going around the world and escaping from fetters and they're talking about uh, a god who escaped a grave i don't know maybe they think we got to make sure the you know, double triple <laughs> put no. them in the inner cell they've got a lot of walls and we're going to put their feet in stocks because paul's escaped but no peter escaped jerusalem Yeah, I think the test, um, I, I really think that Luke put here in verse 25, the attitude, like what Paul and Silas were doing and praying and singing hymns to God. It's like the attitude, the, the presence that Paul and Silas brought into that jail with their singing hymns um, 
obviously their hymnody had enough content to convict uh, this jailer. They weren't just singing like, I love you, Jesus. You're my, I love you, Jesus. They're, they're mu they must have been, you know, singing something of some content. And there's a lot of biblical scholarship that looks at things like Philippians 2, and there's a few other places. Um, and they think that their early Christian hymns, just the way that they, or even like faith statements or like mini creeds. Um, we've even seen that here in the book of Acts. So they they may have some hymnody or they might be singing. Um, I think hymns is probably a, a um, I'm waiting for David to say, what is hymn in Greek? But maybe Erica can start. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, I, I, I think of uh, the passage where it seems to differentiate between spiritual songs, hymns, uh, etc. Um, they're obviously not singing John Damascus's canon to the Theotokos or something like that. They, no. they're, my guess is that they're probably do, kind of re like the way the Psalms uh, do salvation history. They probably have gone through some salvation history through the Psalter and they probably have some updated forms that, tell even about the life of Jesus or who the Messiah is and all that. Um, and the jailer has experienced uh, an incredible event and it's obviously pushed him to want to seek salvation. So there. the word is uh, Ibnon uh, or him. Or him. Uh, but uh, in the <laughs> translation, it says praises. So, okay. Yeah kind of yeah. yeah yeah but they were probably singing about god's power and then there's an earthquake there's power in the blood power yes. in the blood that's probably exactly the hymn they were singing father <laughs> and it's it was par it's except, par only yeah. one syllable <laughs> par par that's how i sang it growing up yeah except they were singing in their american Anyhow, but <laughs> <laughs> or Greek, they could have been singing in Greek too. Yeah, or sure Latin, that, you know, it's always Latin. <laughs> yeah, Latin. Latin. <laughs> so, uh, but I really, I think the earthquake has a lot to do with it. You know, so he's he's you know this guy's scared. So it's not just the fear of what the Romans are going to do to him. I mean, it's a scary event going through. I mean, it says a great earthquake. Yeah, and it's a pretty it's a pretty big earthquake when you've got a jail and all of a sudden all the and all the doors open. That means it's got to rattle enough, the building enough, so that it blows blows the doors out. You know what I mean? They're probably mm -hmm. coming off of their hinges, mm -hmm. so it's probably altogether a terrifying event for him. So he may not have really understood what he is saying. Men, what must I do to be saved? You know, it's also this, it's the same question in Acts two. What must I do to be saved? It's it's on, it's it's a fascinating question. I I've always I've always really and being older, the whole idea of salvation is really complicated to me. Um, it used to be really simple, right? Salvation is kind of getting your ticket punched. The yeah, then you get to go to heaven, right? Yeah, but that I know, like, save salvation, sotir has healing over to there's a lot of ways in which this would have 
restoration, healing. Um, so what is he asking for? I don't think he's asking to go to the great by and by, but what, what is the jailer seeking in, in being saved? I, that's always, a, I mean, I think this is a relevant question to all of it, <laughs> to myself. Like, what do I think I'm doing being saved? Like, what does that mean? Um, I don't mean to deconstruct it to where it doesn't mean anything. What I mean is that there's a depth there that has something to do, implicates my life in a way that's not just getting my ticket punched. So I, I thought I just heard a sound that almost sounded like the ticket guy on the train. <laughs> that, that was. Um... <laughs> that sounded like it. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> oh, that's well, I got to go. I got to repeat what I said. I don't know yeah. if he knows what he's saying. And I think that has a lot to do with, with, I think that has a lot to do with salvation. Boy. Okay. This is oh. mystical. This is mystical. Here's the can I, opener. No, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, this is mystical. <laughs> this is mystical. I can't make any sense out of it, okay? Uh, uh, but but I, I think it's when you're at that point where you're asking to be saved and you really have no idea that you, what you're asking for. So it's uh, like, I know something's wrong. <laughs> and it seems to me that this, this God, this Jesus that you are singing about, there's something about him that is going to restore what is missing or off or wrong or whatever in my life. I think of addiction. Right. Because I've worked with a lot of, well, I've worked with a lot of alcoholics specifically. Uh-huh. But mo most of them were also addicted. It, I won't get into all that. Okay. But... You can see people breaking through when, when they they want it, right? They want it, and it's not as simple as many people outside of that world think that folks just well, I just don't want to take drugs anymore. No, it's not that, right? It is. It is. It's being born again. You know, it, it, as the Lord said, you know, it, it's, 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 uh, you, you just, uh, everything's got to change. Right. Every, everything's just got to change. Uh, I, I don't know if, how to explain. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Uh, and yeah, yeah it's kind of one of those revolving door situations until like the one time it just clicks. And so does the clicking something that is from inside or it seems that it comes from outside and kind of enlightens or is that a wrong question? No, it's, it's something that I don't know. And I've never met anybody who knew it's grace. Mm -hmm. It's a mystery. Yes. My it's favorite grace. phrase. <laughs> I, I, I think that we are talking about a mystery here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's grace, but I, I think it's a grace that's always present. It's just when you get to the place where you're willing to accept it. Because it's always there. Because it's always there. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's like the it's like uh, in my centering prayer experience. My best teachers used to say things like, "You know, God is always talking to you. You're just not listening." <laughs> it's always that He's always there. He is always there. You know, and and back to AA for a minute. I'm thinking of one of the things that that uh, I especially taught in, in AA, and this is from the forward to the twelve and twelve is that AA's 12, 12 steps are a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life, can expel the obsession to drink and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. And the reason my sponsor pushed that on me, I had to memorize it and made all my sponsees memorize it, is to realize there's more here than not drinking. It's becoming happily and usefully whole. Okay? And that relates back to this thing about... The, the, but the guy wants to be saved. And, yeah. and, it, and it's, it's, it's something more than just getting out of the earthquake. It's something more than just not being killed by the Romans. But he doesn't really know what it is. He really doesn't know what it is. The beginner never you knows. Kinda, you don't really know what it is until it's in front of you, right? That's exactly. the answer. And then somebody says to you, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved in your household. And you go, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's why in verse 32, and then it says, they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all that were in his house. Yeah. So, it, and when that takes me back to AA too, it's like the number of people I've heard say things in AA like, you know, I, they said, I don't know. You know, everything was hell. And, and this, this thing came to me, and I swear, if you guys had told me to go into the corner and stack BBs, I'd go into the corner and stack BBs. And so when I see this guy, and again, I guess this, this is just from my world experience, I yeah, guess yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. But I, I kind of see that in, 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 in this guard saying, okay, I'll go in the corner and stack BBs. <laughs> I believe, I believe. I actually heard a guy who used to be a, 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 a sportscaster on, uh, uh, what's that, ESPN, Major League Baseball player. He was on the sports desk. And uh, uh, a big-time guy recovered from alcohol. And I asked him about that because he had been raised an atheist, been an atheist all his life. And I said, how did you get over that? And that's literally what he said to me. He said, told me to believe. And I said, okay, I believe. And I just did it. I just started acting like it. I just started doing it. So. I, there, there is a deep truth in what you said. I know you are that – we really think we play mind games a lot about things. And sometimes it really is. You just do it. It's kind of almost like we make fun, like that. We have that saying of fake it till you make it. There's something about like, you just, even when you don't feel right or like have everything all together. I mean, our Lord doesn't say, you know, study all of the um, prophecies of the old Testament and then get back to me. He says, right. follow me, start, yeah. start living. And this is, I mean, I think this is even outside of, um, this is just true in life in general. 
if you're going to try to learn how to do something, you, you got to actually just start doing it. Habits are going to be formed when you actually start creating the habits and doing them. Otherwise, it's like those New Year's resolutions. That's, that's nice. Um, but I, I do think it's fascinating, again, as we were talking about last week, that immediately goes to a household. This isn't an individualistic salvation either. It's, a, it's little, a little community of his household that's now also going to be saved. Yeah. Paul and Silas are in the business of households being redeemed, not just uh, one-offs. Um, and so I think that's also, that's how you make little nuclei to be able to create churches. You got to have households. Um, and that they also seem to um, act fast. The, all the household, uh, they preach to them, they explain, and then they, um, they baptize. And then there was great rejoicing. I'm sorry I talked so long. No, it's fine. It was great. I do think it's fascinating. All right. It's the middle. Think about this. The middle of the night. Dad comes home. He's got these two guys from the jail. And he's like, everybody, we're getting saved. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of your beds. Uh, We're going to get, you know, this... So it makes me wonder if there wasn't some prep work here or something uh, about the jailer. Maybe not. It doesn't say that this is uh, like Lydia or a god This is somebody outside of that ambit. Um, so who would like to read the last five verses? I can. Please. But when it was day, the magistrates sent the police, saying, Let those men go. And the jailer reported the words to Paul, saying, The magistrates have sent to let you go. Now, therefore, come out and go in peace. But Paul said to them, They have beaten us publicly, uncondemned, men who are Roman citizens, and have thrown us into prison. And do they now cast us out secretly? No, let them come themselves and take us out. The police reported these words to the magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them, and they took them out and asked them to leave the city. So they went out of the prison and visited Lydia, and when they had seen the brethren, they exhorted them and departed. Obviously, Paul and Silas went uh, back to prison after their... uh night out or i also had the thought of you know i don't know if it was then but like certainly today there's a lot of uh prisons that like there's housing kind of close or on the campus uh so could that be the case here too that's possible it's also possible that because of the earthquake they knew that they were now housed in the jailer's house yeah. Because there was nowhere else to put them since the <laughs> jail doors maybe even were permanently broken for or, you know, needed to be fixed or something. So there's that. Um, so this is this is a fascinating. Um, Paul here um, using every possible tool in his toolbox, like we began uh, the beginning of this chapter with the tool of uh, 
Timothy need to get circumcised. Now he's going to pull the Roman citizenship card uh, and make sure that he can get himself out of a jam. Even though, like, he could have done this before. He could have stopped all of this. But it seems that there's something about uh, their imitation of Christ to accept these these kind of things. And then as it ends the chapter with, uh, then they get to tell all the brethren about the things, the exploits and the, the beatings and uh, this baptisms. Uh, and they get to report that. And it um, brings a lot of joy to the rest of the church. This is going to be uh, an important thing to remember for Paul uh, being a Roman citizen, why he begins his journey to Rome. Um, that er, there is uh, an importance about being a Roman citizen. He's the perfect chameleon of the late antique world to be able to get around uh, and go places that maybe some of the other apostles could not have gone. Mm-hmm. Should we continue in chapter seven for a little bit, or should we call it the night because it's already eight thirty? Probably be better for me to call her tonight. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think you mean chapter seventeen. I have yeah. to get my family to bed earlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll do seventeen. Oh, mm, seventeen. We're going to spend some time probably in seventeen. But <laughs> unlike what we've been doing. Yes, I just feel like this is going to be even more because we get the Areopagus talk of Paul. Well, I uh, listen to that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the the jailer being saved uh, in this chapter, and Paul and Silas through their witness through hymnody, uh, and the uh, the fascinating spirit of divination. And the annoyed Paul casting it out. So, all right, I'm going to stop recording somehow.